Hello and welcome back to the Supernova Gaming Podcast. My name's Luke and as per usual I'm with my co-host Pietro. Hello. So it's been about two and a half months since we've recorded. That's our own fault, really. Uh, we've just not kept on top of it, but we're going to try and stick to it from now. But I'm not going to linger on that because we did that last time. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to kick things off with the trailer announcement yesterday for Destiny 2. Um, we've just rewatched the trailer just to sort of remind ourselves what happened in it. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts? Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, I... But it, then I didn't like Destiny that much. I loved Destiny when it came out. I loved the idea. I loved the beta. I loved the alpha. And then the game just turned into a sponge fest. Just yeah. do the same shit over and over. So I'm not excited for the game. Watching no. the trailer. I mean, the trailer itself was fine. But I just don't have any intention to play the game. Yeah, I mean, I think from memory, we played through the entirety of the first one together, didn't we? Yeah. From memory. Yeah, I think we did, didn't we? I think we did do the campaign. Until like, the DLC started coming. Yeah, because I think like, you <coughs> sort of fell off, and then I had a group of people, so I, I've gone on to Platinum and Raid. I've sunk a shit ton of time into that game. Mm. But I I feel it's one of those games where like you can't just play that. You can't. You ju- need friends. You need friends. You, you need at least six to run raids and yeah. whatever. But going back to the trailer, I think the trailer does explain quite a lot, because they say, oh, in a certain sense, they've sort of set up the new game, because in the trailer they show the tower being attacked by the Cabal. Okay. So obviously the next game's not set in that same tower, but uh, or the city that's beneath the tower. So we don't know where the hub's going to be, but there has been multiple hubs since that in the DLCs. Okay. So it's not like we're not used to not being there. We already know there's other colonies where we can go and have hubs anyway. Right. Um, and then they did say originally that like oh your character and everything's not going to come through to the next game and in the trailer he went all the gear is gone mm. including yours and it's like well they've kind of explained that like they've explained why your gear's gone which is fair enough I don't think he even needed to explain it just start a new character it's a new game oh well, yeah which is fair enough but like for these people that have some hours and hours and hours and they've got all this loot and then they're like, why do we not have any of it? Mm. At least there's a story or reason behind it rather than just like, we wanted to make it an even playing field. Yeah. There's actually a story or reason, which is fair enough. So they didn't need to do it, but I think it was quite cool they did it. Yeah. I think the trailer shows two sides. One side of him explaining the story of what happened and another dude's just basically taking the piss and talking about loot. Yeah. And I think that sort of shows the two sides of the people that actually play that game. People that read all the grimoire cards and all the story for what there is. Mm. And then there is people that just play it just because it's a loot and it's yeah and just for fun with their friends yeah but aside from that I don't think it it didn't show us any gameplay no. or anything I mean to me it's it's an anna- we already had an announcement trailer we, we knew it was announced because it was leaked wasn't it but I didn't think it I'm kind of sick of these trailers I'd rather <laughs> I'd, I'd rather just see some gameplay of it. yeah like rather than a CGI render of something that's probably going to be the intro cutscene to the game yeah so, not not hugely hyped. I mean, I think it, the thing is, I know when we see gameplay, I'll be like, D- I want to get in back into that. But I know I can't because of the, the situation of needing multiple yeah. people. What well, if you know if your old little group are all definitely getting in? Well, I, I know two people that definitely will, but I know a lot of them moved over to Xbox. Because right. the, they? Yeah, because like Burton and Connor, they were all used to play on PS4, but then people with Xboxes had it and they just moved over to uh-huh. it. So they, they essentially restarted and went on Xbox. So, they don't actually bother with the PlayStation anymore. So that's crazy. We've I've lost like half the. What are they playing on that thing? Uh, not a lot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when the division came out, they went to the division. Yeah. And like, they do Rocket League and stuff. But 
they do, mainly most of my old Destiny group is now on Xbox, and I'm not. And Burton did try to convince me. He's like, "Yeah, buy an Xbox." I'm like, "No, absolutely not. I'm not paying forty pound a year for that." Then playing Destiny because yeah. the problem is I'd rather play a lot of good games rather than just play Destiny. Because yeah. the problem is with Destiny, unless you're time sinking it, it's a waste of time. Like mm. you can't just put in an hour a week. You need to put in hours a day. Yeah. So uh, you can pre-order it now to get beta access. That will be public at some point, <laughs> so I'm not, don't go out and pre-order it. It's it's just not worth it. It's currently listed at £55. Pound. Oh, yeah. If but, you're going to get it, wait a few months. Why, why pay 55 for it? I mean, you can get Destiny, its original two DLCs, and its most recent DLC for about 40 quid now. Yeah. And I think I paid 70 quid at launch for the game and the two DLCs, and now you can get that plus the latest DLC for 40. It's yeah. a bit of a joke. And doesn't that give you some sort of um, like shortcut where you can... Yeah, there's an, there's an item that you can consume and it basically brings one character up to level 40 so you can do the raids and stuff yeah. without having to worry about grinding up to 40 before you can even start it. So that's very cool, but, you know, I, I'm just not going to bother with it. I've, I just I just can't. I can't do it again. Nah. But especially as, like, I don't think it's going to... I don't think it's going to be a story. No, I think it might be a little bit more story-focused, but in the last one it was all, like read this card for the story and I'd rather just a game with a good story yeah just like, a proper game I'm not really interested in these huge multiplayer games anymore I'm afraid no. the time's passed um, that's enough on Destiny <laughs> um, next thing we want to talk about is the Switch because I think the last thing we did for the Switch was we posted a announcement for <coughs> it oh, bloody and we've not spoke about it since yeah that was October <laughs> yeah uh, so you've got one I have I've technically got one you have I can't play it for a month though or five weeks to this day very good right I'm resisting it's a birthday thing I could play it before if I wanted but I am just going to wait it out because I have got other stuff to play and I know as soon as Zelda hits I'm just going to yeah it's it. a big time sink so I'm super, super excited to play because every podcast I listen to now, about 50% of the talk is Zelda. Really? And it's, it's driving me insane. <laughs> every single podcast, come at yeah. Giant Bomb, Easy Allies, kind of funny. That's all fair, some of the tech sites, like the Apple sites, like the, the podcasts they put out, they're all playing Zelda as well. Exactly. <laughs> it's just huge. And from what I know, it's one of the, like, it's going down as one of the best games I've ever played. Mm. And it's going to be, well, if not, going to go down as one of the best Zeldas as well. And, and as I've not played it, bar about two minutes at yours... What are your yeah. what what are your opinions on it? Well, like the Switch itself, I think it's a it's a really solid system. I think they've really pulled it out of the bag. Um, you know, it's it's, it's a primarily is a handheld, isn't it? You would describe it as a handheld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I certainly would. It's it's the best handheld system ever made. You know, beats the Vita, and I love the Vita. Yeah, yeah. The problem is the Vita. The Vita is a brilliant little kit. Not wasn't supported. No, I hope. I mean, I hope this keeps. You know, being supported. I think it will be. I think in a year or two, the 3DS will get dropped, and this will be their primary focus. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it sort of has to be, especially with them doubling down on the production of it. I think it's gone from eight to sixteen million, so they've clearly got some faith in it. And not, I can't imagine them. And it's getting com- marketed as well. I'm actually seeing TV adverts for Switch, and I don't remember seeing shit all for the Wii U. No, I mean, there's even like on the side of like buses, yeah. there's Switch adverts and stuff. So I'm really trying with this one. Yeah, but. Back to my previous point of doubling to 60 million units. They're not going to double to 60 million units if they've not got anything coming for it. Yeah, that's true. They've got to have something to sell these 60 million, so they can't just depend on Zelda and Mario Odyssey. So I'm sure there's going to be an announcement, and I think they've said at E3 they're going to have another conference where they're going to talk about games for it. Yes, yeah, that'll be good. I'm super excited for that. They've got so many IPs that they haven't really paid much attention to in the last 10 years. No, I mean, I'm... 
like this is going probably not off topic, but I'm still open to the idea of now playing like one of the side-scrolling Donkey Kongs. Oh yeah, they look fun, don't they? Yeah, because I mean, I know Carl Bossman raised about how good like Tropical Freeze was, mm. and then he's other people have gone back to play, it and they're like, yeah, you're you're right, that was a really good game. But I think that's done by the same developers that are also rumored to be doing a Metroid game. Yeah, so. I can't remember what they're called. No, I can't either. I don't know the the studios that well for Nintendo. But carry on, like. Well, yeah, I mean, just talking about the hardware itself. I mean, it's a high resolution screen. Uh, I've not had any issues with the Joy-Con, thankfully. No, but whilst we're on the Joy-Con, that's been, that's been nailed down already. Oh, that's true. Yep. They're, they're, like, you know. and it it certainly wasn't even as widespread as the Red Ring or anything, no. was it? I don't. I think it was just like. I'm, I'd be curious to know the percentage of units that were affected. Yeah, I don't think Nintendo would ever release that. Unless mm. it's really favourable, like only 0.1% of units. Yeah, and I, I think that's why I think that's why they didn't really comment on it, because it is so insignificant. Yeah. Like, how could they track it down? Because yeah. if it is somebody forgot to put what seems to be the fix of putting insulation foam in it, yeah. I mean, how could they track that down? Yeah. There's no way of them knowing, is there? No, no. But <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, yeah, the actual hardware, the UI is really clean, really snappy. Um, it's just minimal. It's just what you need. You've just got a row of you know icons for your, for your games, and then there's a few icons for different settings. Yes, um, there's, there's no clutter to it, is there? Exactly. It's really clean. It's like the it's a simpler version of the PS4 UI. Yeah, I really like. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say I'm a bit disappointed with the uh, sort of online infrastructure at the moment, but I imagine that will improve as they obviously feed into this new premium subscription service that they'll be mailing later this year. Yeah, I mean... Um, at the minute, it's still got to do fucking friend codes, which I'm a bit pissed yeah, about. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that's going to leave, that's the thing. I think it will, I hope it does. What, you think they'll phase it out when they release this Yeah, I mean, one? Reggie says, no more friend codes! Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, launch friend codes. Like, why would you even say that? I'm sure he freaking knew that that was on there. So, I don't know, I don't know how that's... They balls that up. Unless it's a feature they want to get rid of, yeah. and at the moment they just can't do it. So maybe it's going to be like the PlayStation change, change your name issue. But even on the Wii U, like you could just add a friend by the gamer tag. Oh really? So they've gone back to friend codes, which I'm pretty bizarre. Yeah, well, there's a, I think there's a lot of things missing from the online infrastructure. I mean, I I don't know the Wii U one well enough, but I, just from what I've heard, I mean, the Wii U online was pants, yeah. But, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful for it. I really, really am. I really want it to succeed. Because, like you say, it's the most powerful handheld. I mean, Doctor had some issues with Zelda, but like we just discussed a minute ago, before we started recording, there's a patch, I think it's come out today, I think it's like 120 meg, which fixes most of the issues. With yeah, the I didn't even know rate. about that, so that's, that's good to know. They've patched it to get rid of frame rate issues. Yeah, but have you really had any frame rate issues with Zelda, massively? No. I mean, the only times you do is, is like, like you said, it's when it's in docked mode on the TV... Um, I've never seen any frame rate issues on the handheld itself, but yeah. when it's docked and it's, you might see a second, just a little judder, and that's it. Yeah. It's not game breaking. It's not even distracting. No, I mean a lot of games have it pretty bad anyway, don't they? Exactly. Like, look I mean, I'm playing San Andreas on the PS2, and that is shocking. Yeah, but to be fair, that's, <laughs> that is a PS2 game. But I mean, but it's running on a PS4. You'd think yeah. that that would freaking sort that out. Yeah, you're very right. Um, what do you think of Zelda itself, though? Zelda's amazing. It's such a good game. I don't even know how, how, how to start <laughs> describing it. I mean, I'm not that not even that far. I mean, I've not even done one of the the main dungeons. Oh, yeah, the, the, <coughs> annoyingly, like I didn't want to know much about it, but I know there is these four dungeons yeah. that you need to go do before you can go to the. Oh, I say before you can go to the end of the game. You can go to the end of the game whenever you want. But yeah, <clears> like, I mean, I've got to the point now where 
I can go to the first dungeon of you know like you know where it is exactly but I'm not even 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 in a rush to do it I'm like oh I want to level up my guy a bit more get some more hearts <laughs> improve my stamina a bit more I'm finding more shrines I'm looking for those little little seeds that you got to collect yeah. I'm just loving it I'm just loving just the full just like exploring you meet weird characters do weird things yeah I I mean I've heard a lot of the attraction to it like isn't the story and it is the like the exploration of this world because yeah. apparently, apparently it's very like I don't know the word for it, but when you expect something to work, it just does. Like it really it, does. Like if you like, oh, you're cold. How do you fix that? Yeah. You put on some clothes that make you warm, or fire. Exactly. Like it just stuff is just logical. Like how do I make this boat move? You blow blow wind with a leaf to move the boat. Like yeah. it just seems very logical. Like I think we're so forced into games these days where you, everything's just like do this, do this. Like, I think Greg Miller's example was he was playing Mass Effect. And you're investigating murder, and it's like, go scan the body. And it pinpoints where the body is. It's like, go scan his gun. And it pinpoints where the gun is. There's no trying to figure anything out. It's just walking yeah. over to it, scanning it, and it telling you something. Where in this game, it sort of you sort of start the game, and it just kind of goes, go. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know why I was getting struck by lightning so many times. Then I found out it's because I had metal weapons that was obviously conducting the electricity from, yeah. the, from the lightning. And I thought, oh, that makes sense. It, it makes sense. And then I figured out, and well, then I found out you can throw a metal weapon at an enemy and watch <laughs> them get struck by lightning instead. It's, it's like, like wow. it just works, doesn't it? It like, really does. And again, the story about that, I think it was Dan Riker was talking about, like, there's some quite big, like, the goblins. Yeah. And he was saying, like, he, he was waiting until there was, like, a stormy night, going next to an enemy that was sleeping, play, placing, like, metal weapons <clears> around <throat> them and just having the lightning come and strike them oh, off wow. they're asleep and just taking them out. And just, That's like, so cool. There's just so many things you can do in that game. And like, like we said, it just makes sense. Like, yeah. if you expect something to work, it does. And I think that's something that's kind of missing from a lot of games. Yeah. And I'm quite excited just to start it and be like, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what I'm doing. And there's something quite nice about that. Because yeah. apparently even with the map, there's nothing on the map unless you put it on that map. What do you mean? like? Uh... like it's not like Assassin's Creed where you climb the tower and the map is like oh, right. filled then, out. No, no, it's not. It's just like... Unless you put a, an icon on yourself, exactly, yeah. Which I think that encourages it, because there's an article as well. Until you've discovered a place, like a stable, for example, once you've been there once, then it will show on the map. Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. But it's not just like, here is the stable. Yes. Go and like, yeah. You have to go and actually find that, which yeah. makes sense. There's a lot of like discovery in that. And like, there was an article that I was reading where they were like, <laughs> don't fast travel in that game. Oh, really? And, yeah, no, basically. In, and it was because, like, they're like, get on a horse and ride, because... You'll find stuff. You'll mm. find shrines. You'll find loot. You'll find enemies. You'll yeah. see stuff you've never seen. Like, don't miss that stuff because that stuff is what makes the game what it is. Mm. And I, I just really want to play it. I really, I really. I think you'll love it. Like I'm, like I've never, re- I've not got an affinity towards the franchise. Really, I've always liked the look of them. I really like the look of Wind Waker. I think that's because of the art style, which I kind of think is reminiscent. Oh, Breath is, of the Wild yeah. is reminiscent of the Wind Waker yeah. art style. And this year, oh. When the 3DS Ocarina of Time, I originally played that. Didn't get that far, and I re-brought it recently. Did you finish that in the end? No, I got up to... I just finished the Water Temple. Okay. Which I don't know if that's, like... I can't remember. In a list. I don't know how far that is. I know I I, I, I fought... Was there about six temples in that game? I think so, yeah. I've done a, I've done a fair few of them. I got the Begoron Sword, and, like, I fought Ghost Ganon. Like, he comes out of a painting, you need to use arrows. Like, okay. I, I did a fair chunk of it, like... I don't feel the need to complete it. I'd like to complete it, but I don't feel the need. I kind of understand what that game is. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And like, when, when, well, I used to, when I first played it, I used to think, God, this is fucking massive. (laughs) 
And it's really not like you can walk across Hyrule Field in a couple of minutes. And yeah. like now, especially when you've got the horse, it's shit yeah. takes seconds. Like when there's challenges like with the Goron sword especially, it was like, Oh, you need to get to this location, this location, all have been like time limits in order to get the sword because you're moving items around. And it was just like thirty seconds to, from one area of the map to the other area of the map and it's like it's just that square. And mm. I, I did I did really enjoy it and I can't wait to actually play that evolved to what it should be nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Like it's like going from bloody GTA on the PS one to like GTA five. It's such a <laughs> yeah. difference. It really is, yeah. But yeah, I mean it... I've still not explored the entire map on uh, Breath of the Wild yet. No, I mean I'm presuming you're still just coming <coughs> across new stuff constantly. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. the other thing that comes along with Zelda are the bloody amiibos. Oh yes. We've had fun with them, haven't we? Yeah, I mean I'm kinda of getting into them because it's like I like the idea of getting loot in the game by actually having something. I don't, I don't know why, because I was never interested. Because even when you brought the Guardian, I was just like, I don't. I want to have less. I had no interest in an amiibo until this game, and I started watching other people scanning their amiibo and seeing shit appear in game. I was like, oh my god, I need this. Yeah, and I've looked at like that. That image you sent me the other day is amazing. It's, That's a really it's, good graphic. It's, like, isn't it's it? basically a, to explain. It's a graphic of the amiibos and like icons of what they give you and what's potentially coming out of them and when yeah. you can use stuff. It's really very really good if you're going to buy Amiibo. But the problem is they're not fucking anywhere. I mean, <laughs> You we, can't find these Amiibo anywhere. I mean, we've hunted down a few. I mean, we've both got Wolf Links, which we paid about £14 for. Yeah, I refuse to pay, like... Any, Over the price. Exactly. I'm waiting for them to be in stock, get them for the retail price. Yeah. So it's kind of fun in a way, isn't it? Like, you keep checking Amazon every day, you look at Toys R Us, you look at yeah. bloody Smith's Toy Store. Yeah, like, but you look at places you've never, you'll never look. Exactly. I've looked on Very, I've looked on Argos, I mean, I'm looking everywhere, Zavi. Yeah, but the issue is, I like... But there's just not enough stock. So. There's not enough stock, and people are ripping people off, because like I say, we both got Wolfling. Paid fourteen pounds for that after we waited about a week for it to come in stock. Yeah, and people sell Wolfling for a lot of fucking money. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's a, I got that eight bit link, didn't I? Yeah, because that's one of the thirtieth anniversary, thirtieth whatever it is. You know, yeah, from Zelda. I think that that goes for like forty, fifty quid on eBay. It's just it's just a joke. I got it for what, 12, 15 quid. Yeah, that was off the official Nintendo website, yeah, wasn't it? Like, exactly. I mean, the main one I want <clears throat> is the Guardian, primarily because I, I, that looks like you get the best cool. stuff. And, and it gives you that yeah, Guardian of Weapons. Yeah, I mean, the Guardian Weapons look amazing. I don't Have you got any of them yet? Or yeah, not? it drops a sword, it'll drop like a shield, Guardian shield. So yeah. it's good against Guardians. Yeah. Because they are pretty hard to take out. So that they are handy either. But I just mean, I just I just wish, I don't like this concept of like third party resellers. Like, I, I think it's on Games website. Someone, someone called Level 99 is selling the Guardian for like 40 quid. And it is and annoying it's, when it's on the official game website. But it's it? like, they must, I don't know who they are, but like, it's clearly not just some dude, it's clearly a company. And they're just so what, it. they're just racking it above the retail price. I mm. don't, I don't understand why, and I don't understand why Nintendo don't just like bolt up the bloody production, production of them and actually get the money themselves, because exactly. they would sell a shit ton. Yeah. But, have you used all your Amiibo now and got stuff from all of them? Yeah. <clears throat> I got obviously the, um, the, the link from the Smash Brothers mm. uh, amiibo set, so I've spawned in a, a Pona, which is pretty cool. That's the only way you can get Pona as well, isn't it? Yeah. Bloody cheeky. It is, isn't it? A little bit cheeky. Mm. Yeah, it was nice getting that, because my pri- previous horse was just a piece of crap. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just a, one of the easier ones to tame, because um, my uh, stamina meter wasn't high enough to tame a better horse. Yeah, cool. So I'm just like, yeah, we'll get fucking a Pona. It's it got maxed out stats. Oh, so days. a Pona is, like, just, you can just go, like, run infinitely and stuff, I presume. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, not infinite, but... Um, much. Yeah, a lot much. can go further for longer. Yeah, so, like, what what happens? Because like, I know, like, 
you can summon a pono. Like, does it just stay in your world once you've tapped it once? Yeah, so once you spawn it in the game, it'll literally appear there and you hop on it. Then you'd have to ride it to the nearest stable to register it. And once it's registered, it you know it gets a um, what's, what's saddle. It? saddle yeah. exactly, and then then it will always be in the game. Um, oh, okay. So then you can go to another stable. Even if a pony's not with you, you can just speak to the stable owner and say, I want a pony, and they'll get it out from the stable there. Oh, okay, that's cool. And then, yeah, and you can switch out with the, your other horses that you registered. I think it's like 20 in-game coins, which is absolutely nothing to, to register a horse. Yeah, is that like, when you say coins, is that the rupees? Rupees, yeah. exactly, yeah. Are you finding, like, I heard rupees were actually quite hard to come across. Have you early, in early game they were, yeah. But um, now it's... Some of these amiibo will spawn in rupees as well, not, not a massive amount. I've done a little exploit myself where once I've got 100 rupees, I go down to this little fishing town, <laughs> speak to mate, he's got a gambling shop set up, save the game, have a gamble. If we don't win, we'll reload the save, do it <laughs> again, until I, till I win 300 rupees, we'll save it again. That's just an easy way to spawn money in. Yeah, so is there a lot of side stuff to do? Like, I remember on Odd Run of Time, there was a <laughs> very... Like games, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. so is that similar to this? Not found that many yet, to be honest. But um, gambling is one of That's them. one of the mini games in one town, yeah. So I imagine there will be a lot more stuff to do. Okay, that's cool. I'm, I'm, up, I'm about 40 hours in, I think, now. I, lo- I love it. Like, four, like 40 hours. Like, my <laughs> that da- is a lot, isn't like, it, really? my, my Dark Souls save, when I came back to it, was 40 hours. And that like that was beating every boss bar one. Yeah. And you're 40 hours into this game. You've not even entered as a fucking dungeon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it's just mental that yeah. there's that amount of stuff to do and find in this game. Yeah. Like, it just seems it's crazy. It's a really big world. And I know people don't like the weapon degradation. Are you finding that a problem? Um, it's, it is annoying to have a weapon smash, but, I mean, you find so many weapons, it's not a big deal. As soon as it's, a weapon breaks, you just pick out another one. I mean, you've, there's weapons absolutely everywhere. Like every, obviously, enemy you encounter will drop, drop a weapon. Yeah, yeah. You find them just, like, in chests, you find them just lying on the ground. So yeah, are you finding as you progress through it, you're getting higher level weapons that don't break as often? Um, not at the minute, to be honest, because I'm not, I don't know if I need to get to the stage now where I am doing these temples to be finding the better stuff. Oh, okay. So at the minute, they're all pretty basic weapons, to be fair. Yeah, and the other thing I've heard, which I'm quite interested in, apparently each of the shrines has like hidden, like a one or two hidden chests, yeah. which contain like unique pieces of loot. Have you yeah. got much out of those, or? Um, I can't remember anything, any, anything significant, to be honest. But okay. I do find I always look for the hidden chest in, in every yeah. shrine I go to. The shr- the shrines are actually interesting because the thing that some worries me is really like good. I've people... had to use a few YouTube videos well, to yeah. on some of them. Because this is what worries me is like people are like talking about like oh these puzzles are really good and I'm like I'm worried I'm not going to get them because I was like playing through like Ocarina of Time with a guide I was looking at some of these dungeons and like, I wouldn't have figured that out. Yeah. Especially the water temple I was like I don't know if obtuse is the word but like. It was something like raise the water, go up to this level, do this, drop it, go back yeah, down the hill. Do you remember go... that water temple? And like, I don't know how I'd figure that out if I didn't like. I remember even the fish. Did you do the fish in Ocarina of Time? That big fish that swallows you and you're inside it. Yes. I, th- I remember getting that. I get stuck on that. I kept getting lost in it. Yeah, I, I think that's when you're after like the girl and like that yeah. baby Zora. I think that's part of that. That is very. I just don't understand how you do it, and that's what worries me. I'm like, am I just going to get stuck on this game? I'm going to have to bloody look everything up. I think the only things you will get stuck on are a few shrines and maybe these dungeons that I've not even tried yet, but in terms of actual gameplay, like you won't have any problems. Good. Well, I'm super excited. I can't wait to play it. I mean, I, yeah. it's really tempting just to try and go and get it early, but I've just got the Dark Souls DLC, which I'm about to talk about, so I'm kind of wanting to invest into that and like catch up on some TV whilst I'm not really playing a lot. Yeah. 
so I think we'll call out on Zelda for there until maybe next time we'll like we'll maybe like catch up with your progression and then when I start playing it I'll yeah. talk to you about our, my, my progression through it so I think that'll be a nice like yeah. underlying sort thing see if you've done anything different yeah, because it'd be I'm, like on a podcast, I might hear people talking about, "Oh, I've done this," and like, I didn't know that. Yeah, like me and you might go different ways. <clears throat> yeah, I might go to a different corner of the map to you. Exactly. Who yeah. fucking knows? <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I just quickly want to talk about the Dark Souls DLC because they've just released something called the Ring City, um, and I thought it looked really cool. It was the final piece of Dark Souls content, and I'm a big fan of these games ever since Bloodborne came out. So I kind of wanted to be like, did you go back and play Dark Souls one and two? Or I didn't. I kind of would like to, but. People have said like Dark Souls like is so advanced now, like playing the old ones would feel quite weird. Right. I think like because of Bloodborne's like the speed and agility of it, they cut that kind of merge into three. So I think the the first two are pretty slow. Okay. And I've heard the actual I think it's Miyazaki who did one Bloodborne and three. Okay. Didn't do two, so two is kind of a letdown. Oh, right. And I've watched play th- I've watched the prepared to try playthrough of one, so I pretty much know oh, okay. fucking every single error inside out. It's not like a not experience yeah. the story or anything so that was just kind of my gateway drug into it okay but I've just done the uh, Ashes of Arendelle DLC which uh, to be honest I'm pretty disappointed at I was hoping it would be a really chunky DLC there's one boss that you actually have to fight and an optional boss uh, optional boss took me about three attempts it wasn't very hard uh, the final boss was extremely fucking difficult and this is where my story comes in uh so there's a boss, and I spoke to you about this the other day, didn't I? And I was basically moaning about it because Dark Souls bosses, I feel like you can learn a pattern, and it, it then you just like work your way around the pattern, you overcome the boss. It's fine, and I, I kind of did that. But with this, you fight her once, then she comes back, and there's two of her, and then after that, there's another version of her, and you've only got fifteen health potions, which restore about two fifths of your health bar. So it's not even like a full health bar each each time. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't do it. I was just bashing my head into a wall 15, 20 times. Just... It was always the third, third it stage. Was, it wasn't even that. Like Sometimes if you got a bad run on the first stage, right, further, you'd, you'd, you'd like go into the second stage with less health potions than you need. And then if you die during that, you're back to the first stage. Yeah. And it was just that loop. So I got to the last one a couple of times and just never did it successfully. And I, was, I even had NPC summons trying to help me and I just couldn't And you were a high enough level, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, they, they recommend you to go in at around 100, and I'm sort of 113 trying to do this fight, and I just couldn't do it. So last night, I was like, for the first time in Dark Souls, I mean, I did it in Bloodborne to get the Platinum, but I was like, first time in Dark Souls, I'll summon someone. I'll just see. I was like, I didn't know how to do it. I knew you had to be Embered, but I didn't know much more about that. I knew you could summon them from signs on the floor, but I just sort of hung around the area in the hope that somebody would appear, and there was nothing appearing. And after about five minutes, and you're just standing there, Something just popped up on the floor, which means someone had offered to be summoned, and I summoned them in, and just went in and kicked her ass. Yeah, it was the most satisfying thing. I was just telling you, like, they come in and I'm like using my emotes to like jump up, being like, "Thank you for coming in. Like, yeah. let's go fight." I love that. You're sitting yeah. there jumping with your fist in the air. Like, yeah, yeah. like they're, they're coming in and they're like bowing to you and stuff. Like, <laughs> I think that's amazing. It's just like a really, really cool like. I don't know if you've you got... can't, like you say, you can't actually talk to them directly, can you? No, so your only form of communication is these signs. So like, that's what you need, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like when they're like, like raising their fist, like let's go. And it's yeah. like you like you just get this real like companionship in there. Yeah, and, and it would say you spawned an NPC as well, so it's like three of you. Yeah, and annoyingly, like I spawned the NPC, but what you can actually do is like you can always have two people with you if you want. So I could have hung around and had another actual right. player in. So realistically, you probably could have done that, and you probably have better is advantage. Risk though, this guy might get bored and. Quit. He could, they could quit at any point. Yeah, yeah but the, the funny thing is, like, 
as soon as I summon that person, I'd already clicked the summon sign. I was just waiting around. So you summon this person, but they don't come in until the second stage of the fight. Oh, okay. I was going to say, how does it work? Are you in like the world map, and then you got you like follow me to this boss? And well, he... yeah, sometimes when you summon an NPC, normally they'll just appear. Okay. And then they'll just follow you around. But this particular one, you summon them, and they don't come in until the second stage of the fight for story reasons. Okay. So I like the person I summoned went straight over to that summon point to try and get them, and I was like, fair enough. Like I've already got him, so we just went in. And it was just real fun, like, actually fighting someone and actually standing a chance. Yeah. And it's not like you're just fighting there. When you bring someone in, they boost the difficulty of it, just to be like, there's two of you. Yeah. Like, they don't, like, Neo had the problem where you could bring someone in, but they wouldn't change the difficulty, so the bosses became a joke. Well, I don't like the sound of that. Like, you could, <laughs> like people were doing it, and they were just, like, slaughtering bosses in seconds, because yeah. there's no difficulty change, and the bosses aren't actually that hard in Neo compared to this anyway. Okay. But it was just so fun going in there and just absolutely kicking our ass with someone with weapons that I've never seen before and abilities that I've never seen before. <laughs> it's like watching like a pro Dark Souls player come in with you and just absolutely sort of them. Like, yeah. There's moments where she goes invisible and then moves around the map. <clears> and like, I'd be like, where the fuck is she? And they'd be like running, running. And I'm like, where the where fuck are they running? They, she just appears and they're like stabbing her in the back. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, you just know this, don't you? You That's know crazy. it inside out. You know where she's going to be, what's going to happen. So do you think you got lucky? You got a good player, or could could it be that you spawned some absolute retard in? Oh yeah, but, what he's doing? because I I originally did it, spawned someone, and we got to the second stage of the fight, and he just got killed by a cheap move. All oh, right. And I was like, I don't know what he was doing because I was trying, I was doing something because when there's two of them, you can fight both of them and have the health bar go down. So he was fighting one person, I was fighting right. the other. And he just got killed. I don't know what happened. You didn't see it. I see. But that that doomed me for that run. And the second, the next run I did. Obviously, if he dies, they're still at the higher difficulty than if it was. Yeah, just and yourself. it just leaves me, yeah. and I just got trashed. Yeah. So on my second time spawning someone, like I just rinsed it. But the thing I like about it is it's not like you can just infinitely spawn people. I mean, what you've got to do is be embered in the game, which I've required you to beat a boss and stay embered until you fight the next boss, which is very fucking difficult. What does this mean, embered? Uh, it's a weird state in the game. Like if you, when you beat a boss, you become embered, so your body's like covered in like these flames. Right. And when you die, you lose that. So it's a str- are you stronger. Yeah. So when you're embered, you get extra health. Right. And I think that's I think that's not the only buff you get by okay. being embered. But when you're embered, you can be invaded by people. So people that can come into your game and attack you. Or real people. Yeah, real oh, people really? can come into your game and attack you. Oh shit! And take your stuff. Well, they can't take anything off you, but they can just come in and kill you, and they get a reward for that. Ah. Or like you can summon people. And that, hence why I summon people to go in. Would the summon people also be embered or not? Uh, yeah, they they have to be embered to be summoned. Oh, so okay. we're both coming in embered and going in. Right. But that's that's the like, the drawback. Like you can only summon people once you're embered. So I I, I, only, I only have twenty of these embers that I can pop. Oh okay. So if I, if I'm out of embers, I can't summon. Yeah. So, so it's like yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it sort of put, makes you puts you off to it using them like. Yes. Early on or something. Yeah, which is why like you can like a lot of people use them. I use them in like boss fights like. You got fifteen potions, but if you're out of potions, like I could pop an ember and give myself a full health bar plus extra health. Right. And I did do that for a couple of bosses where it's like I'll pop an ember here because it will give me another health bar rather than dying to this fight, and that has helped me win fights in the past. But it's just a very very nice system of like how everything works, and it's just that like feeling of going in and just kicking their ass. It's really really good, and like you mentioned like oh I didn't know that we could do Bloodborne. And that's yeah, true. Yeah, because yeah, that would be the only way I want to play one of these sort of games is if I've got you like next to me helping yeah. me out. <laughs> I, 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 and you say, yeah, Bloodborne's co-op, so like, I yeah, didn't you even realise. Yeah, you, you can co-op Bloodborne. The thing is, like, it's not. A, I think it's quite a big thing. Like, PvP is quite a big thing. Like, 
there's particular areas in the world that are known for PvP. Right. Like, if you go here... It's like, Bloodborne versus Dark Souls. Oh, in both of them. Oh, like, okay. So, all, but in this PvP, you have to be embered then to... Yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to be embered okay. to, like, start it. But I think there's a way, you, like, you can get more... I think you can, like, farm embers off certain enemies oh, okay. if you really wanted to. Yeah. But, yeah, people do just, like, go to particular areas in the world where they know people will come in and have fights. Okay. So like you can summon like a hostile enemy just to have a fight with them, <laughs> and like that's become quite a popular thing. So when you summon your friend to take on this boss, could he have just destroyed you if you wanted to? No, that you can summon friendly people. You right. can summon like enemy people essentially. Okay. So they they yeah, like, well, yeah, you get the choice of hostile or friendly. Yeah. Okay. So it's just really good. All the the thing I think they could turn hostile because there is some there is a particular mechanic in the game, and it's like the only way you get can get a certain item is to go in and help someone and then turn your back on them and stab them and like Bloody kill yeah. kill the person that summoned you <laughs> and like you get a particular item for doing that. So there is a lot of like Yeah, you have got to be careful then. Yeah, so there's a lot of mechanics behind the car <laughs> in that game. But it's just like the first time I've ever experienced it and it was like so fucking good and it didn't even ruin like beating the boss for me. Because no. I think I don't think I would have beaten it otherwise. Yeah. Like there's a certain boss in Dark Souls I haven't beaten and I'm like I'm going to summon for that boss and try and beat it now because I know I think I could stand a chance now. Yeah. Or so, in the main game, this is. Yeah, in the main yeah, game, there's okay. only one boss I haven't beaten. Yeah, go back. So I'm going to go back and summon and just be like, please get someone good. Yeah. Just praise the in sun that I get someone good. Retro Pietro Sport. You're just like <laughs> so, the face part. Just like <laughs> level one. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Here we go. But yeah, I'm just loving the DLC. I think like I've got the Ring City to go to, which is it's like the final piece of DLC. And from what I know, it's like there's bits of Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, and like it looks very inception, like the whole world's like turning in on itself. Oh, okay. You're basically, I think you're going from like the start, like the start of Dark Souls 3 all the way back to like the areas in Dark Souls 1, all like caving in on themselves. So I'm super excited for it. Wicked. But yeah, we'll wrap up there because I think we kind of like to keep them about half, around half an hour, don't we? Yeah, that's so, a good, good length. Yeah, we'll wrap it up there. So uh, sorry it's been so long. Well, we're going to try and stick to every two weeks yeah, again. Yeah, we can do two, every two weeks, can't we? Yeah, every two weeks is fine. So we'll try and stick to that. Uh, follow us on social media. We're just supernova underscore UK on most things now. GB. GB. Yeah. Still stuck with the old one. So yeah, we'll, we'll post links anyway. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.